Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Counter Charge. I'm Matt Croger, and tonight I'm going to take you through what I call reworking or rewriting Panathor. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the current armies and talk about what I would do if the number of lists had to come down. Because at the moment, if you include Jarvis having his own undead faction. We're at 29, which is a lot. And uh, I just wonder if over time, as well as Mantic working towards having their own IP, whether we need to see that come down, not necessarily in a getting rid of things altogether for the sake of it, but combining things so everyone can still use their models, but maybe making it a little bit easier to balance uh, and making it a bit more Mantic flavorful. Okay. Um, but first of all, though, let's jump into a hobby update with myself. And uh, I'm working away at our Mantic Army Challenge. I hope you all are too. At the moment, I'm still working on my halflings, and I'm about halfway through three regiments of the EJs from the halfling list, uh, the EJ Grenadiers, who everyone was looking forward to hearing me say it like that. And uh, they are a great little model, I have to say, and they come up really nicely using those contrast paints. And I'm really looking forward to, I'm up to the highlighting stage, so I'm going to give them a quick highlight after the contrast paints and we'll see how they turn out. Another reason that I thought we'd, we'd look at lists tonight is, so like I said, if you count the two undead, we've got 29 current lists, but only 21 of those were represented at Masters. Now, that's I guess, a reasonable percentage, but it's about 75% in a 64-player tournament. So I would have hoped that we would we would see a, a slightly greater representation of all of those. Um, and I think with the current list, we've got this mix at the moment of some which were this old Warhammer, you know, let's bring people over armies, as, as well as a mix of armies that Mantic have already taken in their own direction or that they have taken... Uh, or they've already done new model ranges for, so that they're not, so they're not, not you know, ideally not going to other miniature um, manufacturers. And when I talk about these, I'm going to talk about way in directions that I think they could take them moving forward. And I want to stress that I have zero inside knowledge into this. So anyone that thinks I do, I do not. Uh, but yeah, what we want to, say, what I want to talk about is is where they could take them from an IP perspective with hopefully not being too exclusive overall what we let's what we'll do is let's start with the armies that have to stay because they're reasonably unique mantic ip or they've had a reasonably newish ranger so let's be honest if they've had a new range then they're not going anywhere and first up we have the basileans so these guys are in an interesting spot. Um, they absolutely have to stay because they are uniquely Mantic IP. You know, they've got that, you know, almost so good that they're bad vibe. And the interesting thing with their model range is you've got this mix of old legacy models versus some newer stuff that came via Vanguard. And some of their newer stuff is great, but some of the legacy models not so much. But they're staying because they're Mantic IP. 
Uh, next up, we have the Northern Alliance, which is, of course, that mishmash of, of people that, that fled north. And uh, again, they're going to stay because they've had reasonably newish models. They have a reasonably Mantic IP vibe that ties into the, the fluff of the world of Panathor. And, you know, they have got some issues with the range like monopost, snow trolls and things like that. But they're issues that can be addressed. So they're not going anywhere. Next up, we have ogres. So whilst ogres, I don't think have necessarily had a Mantic IP treatment as much, I still feel like they're very much a Warhammer legacy army. I don't believe they're going anywhere. One, because they've had some new models via Vanguard. And, and two, because they're also not, if we were to get more models, they're not also an army that necessarily has a lot of competition in the model space other than Games Workshop. So it would make sense for them to be an army that gets refreshed at some point and that stays. And next up, we have the Trident Realms. Uh, this is an army that I really love from Mantic. And of course, they released before whatever the CL faction is called from Games Workshop. And again, this is unique Mantic intellectual property. Uh, they have some really good models, a couple of misses. It's a range that's not quite filled out, but wouldn't take a lot of effort to fill the rest of it out. And But because it sits in that unique place of, of Panathor, I absolutely think it stays. Abyssal Dwarfs. So Abyssal Dwarfs I find interesting uh, in terms of that they also seem to be more of a, a legacy army from Warhammer, um, but they have had a reasonably new range. So for now, I would have them staying. I also think it makes sense that in some of these big fantasy trope factions that you do have what has been traditionally uh, seen as good or evil versions. And so for mine, the Abyssal Dwarf stay, they've got some really cool models in terms of the Hellfane. So we're not going to see Mantic go backwards on those, I would imagine. So the Abyssal Dwarves in the long term are here to stay in Panathor. Forces of the Abyss. So again, you could say they have a bit of a chaos throwback. But having said that, I, I don't think they're an army that necessarily you look at it and you go, this is exactly what I had in my Warhammer army. So I think they have been a little bit uniquely mantified, but not a lot. But they have certainly had some new models. They certainly need that traditional, like the Abyss is a big part of the, um, of the Panathor universe. So these are not going anywhere. Uh, and, and I think what we will see is that the range just gets completely fleshed out over time. Empire of Dust. So what I think was quite a good move from Mantic, they've released Empire of Dust models, which automatically means that they're staying. So again, I don't think necessarily that this is a unique Mantic IP army, but where it is unique is that the only other players in terms of plastic models are GW in terms of but very old ranges and very expensive ranges and STLs. And uh, as some of you may have seen on a live stream when I got on with Perum, I think Mantic should absolutely be considering STLs. But while they've moved into this plastic with Empire of Dust, I absolutely think they will be um, staying. Do I think that all the models in that new new range and release are good? Absolutely not. Uh, but I, I do think that there is still also, they've got that very heavily metallic vibe. And I think we will see some people painting up those models and have them looking much better than what we do in the imagery. So Empire of Dust, stay for mine. Next up, we have Goblins. So Goblins for mine are staying. Uh, they've had some Vanguard 
treatment. They have had a little bit of IP treatment in terms of characters. So I really like where um, Mantic are taking them with the kind of tinkering with various gadgets and things. They're obviously a very powerful army. I think from a model quality perspective, they are one of the better ranges. And uh, like Goblins, I just think even though they're a reasonably classic trope, have had that kind of semi-Mantic treatment, a new range. So they're absolutely not going anywhere in the universe. Next up, we have one of the most uniquely Mantic IP armies, which is the Night Stalkers. And I think the range for this is also incredible. Uh, they've also done very well over in terms of rule sets, so we might see that changing a little bit. But to me, the Night Stalkers absolutely stay, one, because they have a, a fantastic range, and two, they are uniquely Mantic IP. And I believe that we need to see Mantic sticking with their own, um, own IP if, if they're going to continue to compete. Next up, we have Undead. Now, Undead, of course, being a classic fantasy trope. I, yeah, I, to me, these guys have not been mentified, if I can, <laughs> if I can say that term at all. But I, I do believe that there's enough of a range there, and that they are classic enough that we're not going to see them going backwards on this. So, Undead will stay, hopefully, with a little bit of refresh on on the. Um, on the range over time. We have the Salamanders. Again, not unlike the Empire of Dust, I think good from a point of view in that there's not many plastic options for Salamanders. Uh, there are STL, STL options, which is the problem where they have to compete. But with some of the new ranges, Salamanders are absolutely going nowhere as it stands. Next up, Halflings. So Halflings. 100% uh, will be staying. Again, lack of competition in the space. Wonderful new kits with um, a few annoyances in those kits like the Aeronauts. But I, yeah, this is this is something that Mantic has absolutely made their own and to for them to be cut would be lunacy and is absolutely just not going to happen. And then we've got Reforged Orcs, which are in a similar boat to Halflings from the point of being a little bit IP uh, of Mantic. Uh, they've got this World of Warcraft vibe. The thing that's letting them down there, I think, is the models. So hopefully we see that addressed, but they're going to be staying. And then the last one I've got that is absolutely staying is the Ratkin. So Ratkin, obviously, a port from elsewhere, but I think they're getting a little bit of unique feeling in, in Mantic, but they've also had a new kit, so there's no chance that the rat kit are going to be culled. Again, they've made a reasonably sensible decision to try and build a ratkin models in a market that doesn't have huge amounts of options in, in that range. So I think we see the ratkin stay. And so interestingly, when we look at that from a what's had a refresh and a Mantic IP point of view, uh, sorry, an Amantic IP treatment, is that already has us at 14 lists. So we've automatically got 14 lists, which I don't think there'd be much argument there that they basically have to stay. So now what I want to do is how do I get us down from 29 to what I think will be roughly around 21? And, and I'm going to give you my reasons for that now. So strap yourself in. So, so far we've talked about Basileans, North Ali Northern Alliance, Ogres, Trident Realms, Abyssal Dwarves, Forces of the Abyss, Empire of Dust, Goblins, Night Stalkers, Undead, Salamanders, Halflings, Riffoot Orcs, and Ratkin. And as I said, that has us at 14. So what would I do from here? 
So for me, the way I look at it is that moving forward, Mantic needs to continue to embrace its own IP. Hopefully, on average, that'll be through better design. Um, and again, as you might have seen on the live stream, I'm hoping that'll be through a combination of plastic and SDLs so that they really embrace the resin printing revolution. So I'm going to go back to the, the start of the list. And what we have left is dwarfs, elves, forces of nature, orcs, undead with Jarvis, brother Mark, green lady, free dwarfs, sylvankin, herd, kingdoms of med, league of rodia, Ratkin Slaves, Twilight Kin, Varangur. So as you can see there, we've got a significant amount of armies still left after that initial 14. So how am I going to start from here? Well, let's go with a with a you know a list that's close to my heart in the dwarves. So we have two dwarf lists, one that you know is clearly just called dwarves, but we can think of them as the Imperial Dwarf list, and one that's the free dwarf list, which is a theme list. A lot of you might know that I love my dwarves and both these factions and the ideas behind them have been reasonably well explored in the current fluff around Panathor. Most recently we had that with the Imperial Dwarves taking a stranglehold over the Free Dwarves and the Free Dwarves being somewhat scattered throughout, throughout Panathor. But my question is, is do we actually need both? Now, the Imperial Dwarves tend towards that more classic Dwarf vibe, and the Free Dwarves not so much. Now, I would have previously said, let's back Golok and stick with a reasonably tried and true fantasy trope. But more recently, I started exploring the Free Dwarves in terms of list and fluff, and I think this list with some reworking would actually be one that better represents an opportunity for, for Mantic to make something their own. I actually think that Brock Riders feel better in the vibe of a free dwarf list than the than the um, imperial dwarf list and i think it would also be an opportunity for mantic to develop a line of dwarves with an aesthetic that is uniquely different and that represented the free dwarf vibe it would have to remain flexible enough that the older dwarf armies would still be fine to use this so for me i think and this is controversial that the imperial dwarfs go and are eliminated by an uprising of the Free Dwarfs. Now, what would that list look like? I, I think I really like from the Free Dwarf list this idea of that they're still slow, but a little bit better on the charge with that wild charge, a little bit lower def defence on average, uh, but they've got this, you know, that they can move to, through terrain with Pathfinder vibe, which I think is really really unique for the dwarf list and something that they should absolutely embrace. I have, I have to say that I'm uh, looking forward to a fair bit of hate and feedback on this one, but I'll, I'll be interested in hearing all your, your own views too. So now that we've done the dwarves, let's do one of those other classic armies in the, in the elves. And technically we have three elf lists. So we've got the elves proper, the sylvan kin as a theme, and the twilight kin, which are currently a mix of elves and night stalkers. The elf list prop is obviously a legacy army for Mantic with models that are really in need of an update. Um, but it's also, again, that classical fantasy trope based on the old high elf theme. Uh, much like the dwarves, I see this as an opportunity for Mantic to, uh, to go their own way in, in, the, elf, in the elf faction. Uh, 
I would actually ditch the more traditional higher fibre and focus on the others. So for me, uh, for the Sylvankin, you might give them a rename or you might even just still call them elves, but I would use this as a direction for their IP in giving it uh, more of an elf list that is in tune with nature, so more on that sylvan end, and, and combine it with the old elf list with, this, with the sylvans for good. So essentially the old elf list becomes uh, the new elf list, but with this reworked IP uh, and with this, the sylvan stuff worked in to an extent. Again, I think this would leave enough diversity for people to use their old existing lists. So, for example, I wouldn't be getting rid of things like Dracons because you can't get rid of those. Mantic has just done models for them. You know, they are a, a reasonably good part of the IP. But then that would fit with this theme of an elf list that's in tune with nature and they, you know, they they commune with Dracons from the from the elves, um, sorry, they commune with Dracons from the mountains. Um, I I would have really doubled down on that as, as the IP for Mantica. And I, I don't think you would have to cull the style of armies. I'm thinking for fourth, maybe we have much broader lists that allow that flexibility within it. But if we have this elves that live harmoniously with nature, but still some city-based um, settlements. Similarly with the Twilight Kin, I'd be keeping these because Mantic have already started to own this. And I really like the vibe they're going towards with this part elf, part night stalker, whether that evolves more over time. Uh, so for me, I am actually keeping the theme lists and ditching the old version of the elves. Next on the list is orcs. Now, we've obviously seen Mantic released the, uh, release the Reforge Orcs this year. So it's, it's quite obvious that this is a vibe that they want to run with uh, that is more in line with their own take on Orcs with that World of Warcrafty kind of vibe to their look. Uh, unfortunately for mine, the design is lacking so far in the Reforged Orcs. Um, so, and particularly with things such as the Shrine. Uh, so, I, I really doubt that sales have taken off for them with the Reforged Orcs. Although, I do love things like the Manticores. Um, so, without without the design being really good, I think it's going to be difficult for Mantic to really take the Reforged Orcs to the next level. But I, I think that could be cured with a couple of redesigns, potentially re-releasing as STLs, things like that. Um, having said that, I definitely think that the IP direction with the Reforged Orcs is where they should go with the Orcs. So for me, I would be killing that old Orc vibe and incorporating that into the list of the Reforged Orcs. And for mine, that would be quite easy to work into the fluff with the Reforged Orcs conquering in them and absorbing them. So keep things like those unique items like the War Drum uh, and give those to the Reforged in a newly new and expanded list with a, with a different vibe that is uniquely Mantic. Uh, next, I had just briefly talking about the undead with Jarvis, uh, and and for mine, I don't think this needs much talk. I mean, you very rarely see this hit the tables in any form, so I think for me, Jarvis comes back as part of a new race, which has been talked about for a long time with Mantic, and that is the leader of Aphidia or as part of Aphidia. So for mine, undead with Jarvis ceases to exist that becomes a whole new race that has been talked and that gets that uniquely Mantic vibe. Moving on, Brother Mark. 
So Brother Mark is a theme list of Basalia uh, that got a lot of love in Clash of Kings 22. So it became a much more playable army, much more thematic army. I love the vibe that it's going down. <clears throat> um, but at its core, it still has that Basalian bent. My question is, is, is there a need for them? Probably not, but what I would love to see is that you incorporate some of the thematic elements into Basalia, uh, and then let's just say I think a few hobby stalks would be growing. So I'm thinking the Paladin, uh, the Monster Hunter Horde should go in. I'm thinking give Basalia an option for the for the um, the Monster Hunting Knights. I think if we again create a broader list then the need for brother mark ceases to exist and you can get uh, more variety within that list i think if you combine that with basalia both lists become better and both lists start to work on that mantic ip so for mine brother mark is dead the other theme list of what was uh previously uh the brotherhood is the green lady this is one of the theme lists also are one of the only lists that's actually named after a thematic um, character in Panathor, which is the Green Lady, who is, you know, um, based on this Celestian that is split and can be either, you know, in inverted commas, good or evil. I would love to see the Green Lady list stay. I actually think it is one of the better themed lists going around, even though you don't necessarily see it as that prolific because I don't think it's an easy list to, um, to run. But what I would do instead is Order of the Green Lady for mine becomes the new Forces of Nature list. So I would sync the Forces of Nature list, rename it Order of the Green Lady as the, as the main list, and then Forces of Nature gets incorporated into it. And I think those two combos would make it an incredibly sexy and mighty list. So this would allow for use of the existing model line from Mantic, from Forces of Nature. Um, but to be honest, Forces of Nature, I think in terms of an IP direction, just is basically lacking in terms of theme. And it would put it into a much better themed list um, and add a much more yum factor. So I, I think you would get better IP direction and a better list out of combining those two. So to me, Forces of Nature is dead. Order of Green Lady stays, but they become the one list. Next up is the herd. This is interesting because the herd, I think, started as a bit of a let's draw in the old Beastman players, uh, but it certainly in version three has changed a significant amount from version two to try and take it in this more uniquely mantic direction, but like it was obviously built to play on some of their existing model lines. I actually think of all the lists, this is a really good mountain of opportunity for Mantic. So we've we've moved we've we've seen them move away from the traditional half man, half beast basement vibe from GW into something else, which I think has to happen. We've got to get away from these old GW armies. If I was Mantic, I would embrace the tribalistic human aspect that commune with the wilds and I would actually use this would be the perfect trial army for STLs for mine and I would kind of go on you know tribesmen totems you know working with beasts in terms of a stampede I would really go down this that vibe and I would use herd as a trial for their foray into STLs if they decided to do it 
and on I. So for mine, it stays, um, but they need to keep taking it in a direction that's uniquely their own, but with respect to stuff that's come before. Kingdoms of Men. Look, for me, did someone say bland? For, for mine, there ain't enough spice in the cupboard to make this tasty, that's for sure. Now, I know a lot of people have Kingdoms of Men uh, armies, that, uh, which has, I think, the purpose of the Kingdoms of Men list has been to take people who maybe have more historical armies or something, give it a bit of fantasy flavour, and then here's your list. Obviously, it's also the most natural successor, well, in some ways, for your old human factions in um, from Games Workshop. For mine, the League of Rordia is far more thematic. So I'd be getting rid of the Kings of the Men and expanding Rordia to incorporate those elements you need not to invalidate uh, people's armies, but keeping the flavour of Rordia that incorporates some of the halflings. So we write the IP to um, and the fluff to incorporate that. Um, so you have Rordia Rise Ascendant over the Kingdoms of Men. Uh, and then you get to keep some of those better units like Honor Guard and really make them Mantic's own. <laughs> So for mine, Kingdoms of Men dies, League of Rodia stays, even though I know probably most people would think the other way. Then lastly, we have Ratkin Slaves. Actually, sorry, it's not lastly. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Next, we have Rat, Ratkin Slaves. And I think, look, when I, when I think about this, I think of this list as a skid mark on a pair of undies that needs to be washed away. Like there is nothing attractive about this list to me. It can just bite the bullet and go. Varangur. So I think another huge opportunity for Mantic is to use their Northern Alliance base, but then build a terrifying frozen aspect that is a bit of a monster mash out of it. And they could use SDLs, much like I suggested they could do with the herd, to make this their own. So I think Varangur has a really good opportunity to stay in a different version and use this combination of existing Mantic models as well as some new stuff and a really good direction to be able to go and... Um, to, to grow the IP in a way that they want. So with that culling of armies, that would bring us down to 20. But if we add one for Ophidia, that's 21. I feel like that that's still a big number. And some of those lists grow in size, uh, but they so they don't necessarily get smaller. But I think it would make it more manageable in terms of trying to balance and provide updates for, as well as provide model lists for. So if we think about what Mantic need to do is they need to grow their model ranges. And I don't think they can grow fast enough with their size to keep up with people who are going to print armies and things. So I think that culling lists is somewhat of a given, but culling in terms of amalgamation. So if you want to know what, so in summary, what, what mine would be, would be we would have Basalians, we would have Northern Alliance, we would have Ogres, we would have Trident Realms, Abyssal Dwarves, Forces of the Abyss, Empire of Dust, Goblins, Night Stalkers, Undead, Order of the Green Lady, which incorporates the old forces of nature. Free Dwarfs, which incorporates the old Imperial Dwarfs. Salamanders, Halflings, Sylvankin become the new elves. Herd, as a new army that Mantic should produce. Leak of Rodia, which incorporates Kingdoms of Men. Ratkin. Twilightkin, which goes in their own direction. Varangur and Riffordorgs. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Slam me, provide different ideas. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this short little episode. Until next time, keep countercharging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. 
Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. 